Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Masterful Living One Community Call. I love Saturday mornings, and I'm so grateful to be able to share this time with everyone each week. Let us take a deep breath of love and gratitude and join together in our minds and hearts and open ourselves to the flow of unlimited love, perfect love. So thankful and grateful that we can allow ourselves to transform and connect with each other and the higher Holy Spirit self to see our true nature and our true identity. This time together provides us with the insights and experience to see that we are one mind. We are perfect love filled with peace, wholeness, abundance, prosperity, and joy. Let us surrender all feelings of lack, limitation, fear, and other patterns that do not serve us. Let us bring the darkness to the light and shine our light together because we are one. In grace and gratitude and love, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Morning. Um, Morning. Everybody off of mute, and we're in interactive mode now. So, please be mindful mindful of your background noise. But uh, let us know who's here and where you're from. This is Jenny in Atlanta. Okay. This is Anand in Bloomington. This is Lori in Wyoming. This is Courtney in Washington. Is everybody still there? Hello? Yes. Yes, oh. yes. Oh, we're here. So who would like to start today? I want to give a big shout out. This is Jenny in Atlanta. Just to everybody in this group for being so amazing. And, you know, it's just so obvious, it's so obvious how, how we really are all one and how every time one person takes something on to heal, the rest of us heal with it. And I just, 
want to give a big shout out and say thank you and I love everybody and how grateful I am. Yeah, Jenny, it really is amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. So many crazy things. Um, I mean, not crazy, but <laughs> miracles. Miracles are happening just all around. I mean, everywhere. And you know, when you know that it's not just your work that you're putting into it, but it's everybody else's work that, that everybody else is doing, too. <sighs> doors are closing. Some doors are closing. But, um, you know, I've I've been praying my prayer for partnering up every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day sometimes three times in a row. Um, and my favorite part is, you know, please make the loving choices so attractive to me that I cannot mistake them. And it's become so evident how, you know, the doors here, even though I'll open them, they will close a little bit. And I'll open them and then they'll close a little bit. And but yet the doors for me in California just keep opening. And so I am, uh, you know, I, 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 let some, I let a company out in Beverly Hills know that I was going to be moving there. And uh, so they were so excited and they said, okay, let's start the digital interview. So now I've got, you know, I've got work that I have to do to get that done. And um, this this radio show host, he does live out there and he knows some people. And it's just doors are opening. Doors are opening for me in the direction that I'm supposed to go in. And, and it's nothing short of what I asked for because I, I did ask for this. I did ask for, you know, I, I I put that in my contract. I talk about it. That is my deep desire is to feel prosperous and abundant and happy in the work that I do, fulfilled in the work that I do, and share the abundance, share the, the benefits of my expansion with everyone because we are all with them. And, you know, open and, and run a loving acting and writing studio in Southern California and live out there. And, you know, I, I'm open to whatever the transition method has to be and things that have come up um, you know I've got a dog an absolutely delightful presence in my life um, and I so I have been thinking okay how is this going to happen how, how would this happen with the dog because when you're out there you really spend most of your time out of your house um, so how would I make this work and my uh, a person, my neighbor who I've become friends with, he's actually uh, at the beginning phases of going through the same transformation that we are all going through. We were all placed in in, in this divine circle together um, because we are all we all are alike and attract each other. And uh, you know, last night um, he said to me when when he finally it's been about two months, three months. And he cannot, my dog has, has growled at him this whole time. Well, finally, the other day, he, Keating opened up to him. And 
just went over to him and gave him lots of kisses and jumped up in his lap. And um, and now my friend says to me last night, he says, I think, I'm think i thinking about getting a dog. And I said, well, I said, hold on a second. <laughs> I was like, don't move too fast. Because if, if, if it's all in divine order the way it's supposed to be, it might turn out that my wonderful little pooch could end up serving him in a really good way when I go off to Cali. So I'm just... I'm excited, and I, I'm so grateful every single day. I'm brought to tears so often, and I'm, I feel like I've established a real flow, and I know it's because of everybody. I know it's because of everybody. And when I command at the beginning of every morning, um, not command, when I, when I ask, when I allow God to, to live through me and as me, and I, I ask for, I ask for, his messages to be presented to me through people that I meet, then it changes the way I receive every single person that I come across in the course of the day. And I receive so many messages from everybody I meet. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future holds. And ever, ever, ever so grateful. And I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, it's beautiful to see your transformation. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, hi, this is Alexa. Um, I just wanted to say it's it's really great to to hear your transformation as well, Jenny. So it's lovely to see you go through this process and we've talked about it. It's just it's um <laughs> It's it's such a beautiful thing to to be aware and and be able to acknowledge what's happening in the awakening and so um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And you as well, Alexis. <laughs> Alexa, because I know you're going. You've got stuff popping up all around you too. Oh yeah, we're all there. <laughs> Alexa and uh, Jenny, this is Lori from Wyoming. I just wanted to tell you to I your pictures on Facebook. You changed your profiles, and they are so beautiful. Both of you have these. Oh, I just love the whole look of the. Just looks like transformation right there. But I didn't want to step over that. I want to let you guys know I appreciate seeing all of this um, on Facebook. You're both just awesome, sharing your who you are and what you're up to and and um, I'm reading it as I as I go through my life. So thank you so much, both of you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. I was thinking that too, Lori. You can see the light in their eyes in those pictures. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're helping us all. We're doing it together. We really are. So now that we finally finished uh, all four, I don't know if it's four parts or five parts, but I know we've done four parts of Faith and Trust, and it's been 
wonderful for me to go through it again the second time. Does anybody have anything they'd like to share about that or anything else they would like to share? I'll go quickly. This is Alexa. Um, I, I've noticed that through this, it, and, and I've noticed this with uh, the other parts that we've done with Masterful Living, it always seems that once we kind of embark on a new <laughs> part, and especially this trust and faith one has been um, really having things which seem like tests, which I know that the the Holy Spirit doesn't test us, <laughs> but I think it's that that um, that resistance that arises as soon as you start really looking at something. Um, and so um, it's been so very interesting for me personally, and I've also um, seen it looks like sometimes with others as well that, um, you know, when you really have to just jump in, you know, and it's like I want to learn this lesson. I am willing to learn this lesson. I'm willing to, to learn how to be um, – trusting and and it will be provided <laughs> for you to see um so uh it's been really great and i'm excited for wherever we go to next because i know something's going to come up to get flushed up and flushed out so yes i'm here with all of you so thank you And for me, I found that this week off has really allowed me to absorb everything that we've learned all year and to put it into practice instead of running off to the next. And so I'm grateful for that. That was It was perfect to have the week off. Nice. I just want to let Anand know that I put him on mute because there was a lot of feedback. So if you want to um, share, just press star 2 to raise your hand. And just a reminder to anybody, uh, when you're not speaking, to self-mute or to um, press star 6 to mute or star 7 to talk. Just a gentle reminder. So does anybody else have anything they want to share? Any breakthroughs? Any do-overs? Anything you want to share? This is Lori. Well, I have a do-over that I'd like to share. Well, I've been moving, and I've had mouth surgery again. So this is my second mouth surgery, and that was last Friday. And... I uh, moved my twin sister back here to Wyoming, so that was about five or six days worth of moving. And ever since then, I have not been into doing the daily intentions and making sure that I'm focused on the deep desire of my heart and putting my spiritual time in. And I feel like I'm in a... um, I want to say time warp because of the before spiritual and the during spiritual. And so last night I was 
praying and reading because my it's just my world just looks about the same you know I still have my husband that has you know a very short temper um I have I'm in my beautiful home but I'm still really life busy and my spiritual practice has gone out the window and so this morning I said okay I'm going to get up at seven and from seven to nine I'm going to make sure that I'm doing the prayers and writing my daily intention and um you know what guys it was such a beautiful experience and I just want to share that that you know Jennifer said that that she was a student for years that just listened to books and audio books and read books but never applied them and I believe that's exactly where I've been. I've been still listening to the classes. I've still been feeling like I was participating, but without doing my writing, without doing my forgiveness letters, which I wrote one this morning, um, it just was so insightful to go deep within. And I noticed this morning I was deeper within than I was before. So this time away from my spiritual practice every morning i don't feel like is you know bad or good i just feel like i get the sense i get to see that development where within i can listen and i i got my heart's desire and i got where i was coming from judgment and i was not letting go of the judgment so i really am committing to the group that I am back every day, spiritual practice, 7 to 9 in the morning, listening, listening to spirit, listening to the beautiful world that's coming my way, and having the, you know, raising my vibrations each and every moment. And, you know, because I've got to kick out those old old thoughts and old, old things. And um, so... Um, one of the old thoughts that I have, and I shared this with the group last week, was the, one of the old thoughts is males are ornery. Males controlled by being ornery. And what I'm getting is I'm getting an ornery man. He's controlling my world. He's shutting me down. I can't figure it out. And then this morning with spirit and writing a forgiveness letter, I saw that that the asking and the moving forward in the love and grace that I want in my life, it actually is moving me towards that. Again, I've read the passage um, in the um, Course of Miracles on the thoughts and the cause and effect. That's one of the most effective things I can do on a daily basis is just read about the cause and effect in the Course in Miracles because it just got to me again. You make up your thoughts. You create your thoughts. You have got to ask for, you know, to raise your vibrations. You're the focus. It's your thoughts and it's your mind that's taking on this, on your life. And so you get the choice. You get to choose. And that was the um, a, a real spiritual lift for me this morning. And so I'm taking it on again. I'm back. So over, that's my redo. Wow, really awesome, Lori. Really awesome. Sorry. Thank you, Lori, for your share. This is Courtney, and um, that's such a nice reminder because I feel like I have just been really 
really struggling lately, um, especially with my thoughts. They've been driving me absolutely insane, and I'm just really hoping that I'm on the verge of a breakthrough because I'm really feeling pretty broken down at this point, and um, I just, yeah, feel like I can't get out of it, and um, I know that I'm creating it, and it's like sometimes hard to remember that, you know, that um, I, that is one thing I have control over, but um, I feel like for me, I'm definitely realizing that I have issues been going on for a while, but that's what's been coming up for me lately um, with a Definitely with one of my roommates and also um, one of my old friends and also uh, just like a past past lover that I was dating and I can see where I just kind of just didn't communicate and didn't out of fear, really. Um, I, I can see where... Yeah, when I get into that, when fear kind of takes over, I just, like, freeze, you know, like some people fight or flight or freeze. Well, I'm definitely in the freeze mode, and um, it's definitely a pattern that I'd like to get rid of because it's it's not serving me at all. And, um, yeah, I just, I think I have some forgiveness work to do as well because I've been having so many attack thoughts, um, basically against the people I was just talking about, and I just really don't like it, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has these issues as well. Um, you know, it's just part of the process, and I feel like I'm kind of, maybe on the downward part of this uh, spiraling upwards or something, but I'm just really having a hard time right now. So thank you. On page 20, yes, Courtney, on page 29, chapter 2 in The Course of Miracles, I'm reading as you're um, talking, and it just says, why should you condone insane thinking? There is a confusion here that you would do well to look at clearly. You may, may believe that you are responsible for what you do, but not for what you think. The truth is that you are responsible for what you think because it is only at this level that you can exercise choice. What you do comes from what you think. You cannot separate yourself from truth by giving autonomy to behavior. And then whenever you are afraid, it is a sure sign that you have allowed your mind to miscreate and have not allowed me to guide it. And so it just is, I'm like, no, no, I'll give it up. Guide, guide, guide. Let's let's have spirit guide us. So that's a good section if you have time to read that section. Yes, yes, it definitely is um, very helpful. <laughs> it's like uh, I guess I just go unconscious in the moment, you know. It's like hard for me to remember that part. <laughs> and it's triggered. Don't you feel like you're you're getting triggered? Um, like when my husband. Um, says something, I get triggered. I get triggered into my way, old ways. And so that's a thought. And then I go into my automatic way of being shut down. And um, I'm not committed to that. And 
So I hope that that's helpful. It certainly was helpful for me this morning. Yes, it's always helpful to remember that. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to let Anand know that he's off of mute, so I see your hands raised. You're, if you want to speak, please feel free. Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, Sean, is it? Yes. Sean, thanks, Sean. Um, yeah, well, hello, hello everyone. Um, good for coming on the call, making it. <laughs> You know, it, sometimes it's hard to get on the call. Sometimes I know I've been struggling a lot um, in the past with trying to keep my commitments, and that's something which has really been a difficulty in my life. But I don't want to get into that so much. I wanted to talk to the last person who she. I have a lot of things I wanted to talk about. If you guys don't mind listening, but it's all good. Um, that. With the attack thoughts, I have been there and I am in there. Like, it's something which I have struggled with for the last, um, for many years, actually. And it actually was the, when I started noticing that I was having those attack thoughts, that's when my, a lot of my life changed radically because I was not able to accept the fact that I was creating all these attack thoughts. And I, I, I kept, I started telling people, that, look, I'm sorry I had this thought because I didn't mean to hurt you and I didn't want to hurt you. And it was kind of like I was taking responsibility for the fact that I was creating those thoughts in my mind. But it turned out that when you go out up to somebody and you tell them that, hey, I'm the one creating that thought, then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like I, it's not good for me to necessarily go and tell somebody and apologize to them that I had that thought. That, that's kind of crazy. If you think about it, it's kind of crazy, but it's not that crazy if you realize that there are no private thoughts. So attack thoughts are damaging to us, but they're temporarily damaging until we correct ourselves. And I think that a lot of times we are afraid that we can't correct ourselves or that we can't, um, and sometimes we can't correct ourselves. And if we cannot correct ourselves, then it's important that we do page 90 in The Course in Miracles where we we'll, where, where we do the uh, purpose prayer, or not the purpose prayer, I'm sorry, um, the um, I'll call it the forgiveness prayer is basically where if you look on page 90, there's a prayer there which allows you to realign yourself with the Holy Spirit, with the voice for God. And when you do that, you automatically put yourself back on the right path. So there's going to be trials and tribulations. There are. And I'm, I, I have to say there, there are trials and tribulations. However, it's up to us to be able to we can come out of it. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like I really believe that we can come out of it. It takes effort and work, but it's worth it. And, like, I just don't want you guys to get discouraged on the path because there's sometimes discouraging things that do happen, but a lot of times it's because we don't take, we don't accept for what we're doing. and. Um, so what I wanted to say was it's 
though I've had a lot of these attack thoughts, one thing that's helped me out a lot was in the last trust and faith conversation or uh, lecture or talk that Jennifer gave us, um, she talked about doubt. We get doubt. We get doubt in our mind. Any form of a doubt is a miscreation. And she said that she would say, get thee behind me. Kind of like if the devil is coming after you, like we entertain our doubts and we like feed them. We, see, we, we, we eat cupcakes with the doubts. We dine them, then we wind them, then we sit on the sofa, have a cigarette, and burn the house down. That's what Jennifer was saying in her last talk. And it really resonated with me that, you know, I don't have to allow those, um, those doubts because the doubts aren't real. The sun always shines behind the clouds. Eventually, the clouds are going to disappear and the sun's going to be there. I'm pretty darn sure about it. But there are times when you think to yourself, man, this cloudy day, it could never get better. It could never get better. But you're like, well, no, eventually the clouds will part. They will. And the sun will be there. This, this will come back out. But what really helped me was when I was having those attacks on, when I'm having those attacks on, I turn to God. And I go, hey, I need help. I need help. And I really get into the sincerity of it. I want help. I need help. And not only that, but being able to command my voice and being able to say, I shall not hear thee. When I hear a doubt, to me, that's the devil. That's the devil trying to chase me around, trying to believe in something that isn't true. And the truth will only set you free. The truth will only empower you. The truth will only give you courage because you are God. So that's uh, what I wanted to say for now because I just had all these different experiences be happening and, you know, I used to have all these panic attacks and all this stuff. And, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to work it. Um, so I, I don't want to sound desperate. I'm going to let it one, um, but I, that's what I had to contribute. Thank you for that, Anand. That was beautiful for that reminder. You're welcome. I like to try to put things together and make actual sense because my mind, a lot of times my mind doesn't make any sense at all. And I, I freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on with my mind? And then I'm like, when, I, when I'm able to put together thoughts that make sense, I'm very happy, very happy. Because I lost my ability to do that. I lost it. I lost my ability to talk at, some, at one point. Things had gotten so bad that I'd lost my ability to even talk. And, um, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you have to be knocked out to realize what you what you lost, and then you have to have the courage to get back up and you know walk back on the road, get back on the path to everlast <laughs> you know everlasting infinity, you know so yeah, but do you think you really lost it, or is it like hiding behind the clouds? I don't think you ever lose it. 
I mean, that's a it good. Seems to be making a lot of sense right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I haven't. This is the thing: is that I've over time I've I've lost certain things. Over, I feel. Let let me rephrase that. I feel as though I lost certain abilities. I feel as though I backed myself up into a corner. I feel as though I said things and I thought things that could never get cleared up. And I felt like I, you know, physically got sick. I felt like I mentally got sick. I felt like I was in a place of total, like, like on that first call that Jennifer had, um, the first call we did, the very first MLC call, not the community call, but the lecture. Um, the taking stock Jen- call, right? What's that? The taking stock call? Is that the one you're talking about? Exactly, the taking stock. I was at nine. Oh, I was at 100% coping and managing, 100%. And I have to say that I am doing a lot better in a lot of ways. I'm not feeling as powerful as I want to feel. I want to feel more powerful, but I've regained the ability to communicate. I've witnessed miracles. Um, physically, I'm not where I want to be. Mentally, I have some things. I, ha- I still have some challenges, but I have tools, and those tools have to be used. They have to be used. It's like it's just one of those things where for me, I'm a, like a lot of times philosophy is really interesting because it's like, oh, you know, this this is possible, that's possible, this is possible, that's possible. And then we get overwhelmed with the possibilities because we're like, oh, my God, I'm going the wrong way and this and that and the other. And philosophy can be very interesting, but then you need the practical approach sometimes. So techniques for me help out a lot, like just techniques. Like for me, being able to say to my mind get be behind me and really mean it. It's powerful because you command, like I think Jenny Shakes was saying that she commanded, and I thought that was the right word to use, command, because we are using our words, and our words have power. They have power, and we've forgotten that. And I think that we're afraid a little bit about how powerful our word is because we don't realize that the integrity of our word and the ability to say just if, if you're really if you're really speaking with conviction, people will be convinced, and people can sense when you when you're speaking with conviction. They can sense it. They know it because we're one. So we feel it. We feel it in the heart. We feel it wherever that conviction lays, wherever it is. So. We have to be convinced of what we're learning. We have to prove it to ourselves that this stuff is real, that this stuff works. And the weird thing is that the doubt, the illusion is so intricate that the doubt, like, it's like we are creating this world. We're creating it. It's all our creation. And the truth of the matter is that we're much bigger than the sum of our parts. You know, we're, like they talk about, I mean, it, it is all, but if you limit yourself, you won't realize that you're one. 
So there's limitless idea. There's it's a you got to think about infinity because infinity means that all things are possible, but our doubts are always at the physical level. That oh you know, but you know there's this hidden fear that oh my God I might die. That is the hidden fear that oh my God I might die, and people are afraid of dying. They are afraid of dying, but as you go along the spiritual path you start to realize that you can be grateful for what you have and you start to realize that I need to trust the words of the masters because they are talking about something eternal and maybe they know what they're talking about. Maybe there's a reason why all these amazing, brilliant texts have come out. Like how did people, were, how are they able to write all this stuff? How are they able to do with all of it? And I believe that there's an eternal life. I have doubt, but when I have the doubt, either I have to defeat the doubt, I have to say, okay, I'm face-to-face with the doubt. And this doubt can either burn me or save me because I can beat the doubt. Because if I am God, then the doubt surely doesn't have power over me. It surely doesn't have power over me. So, it's important that I turn back to God or I turn back to the higher power or it's important that I convince, can continue to convince myself that there is a higher power. And I have so many experiences of miracles happening in my life. With my health has been a really big challenge um, because of the heart attack and the panic attacks and schizophrenia and all this other stuff and disability and all these other things. But I had the conviction from the beginning, when I first had my first spiritual experiences, I had the experience that I was God. Nobody believed me. And then what ended up happening was that I was sent to a psychologist. They told me I had bipolar disorder. And I, at some point, I I was fighting it tooth and nail because I was like, you know, I had a spiritual experience. You can't put me in a box and tell me that my like there was no talk nobody gave me a talk at all about the fact that I might have had a spiritual experience when I went through that experience many years ago in 1993 I think it was or 19 I don't remember what year it was but um when I went through that experience of going through that spiritual experience of whatever 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 I don't want to get into the details because it's another story um I realized that I was divine because I had a spiritual experience. And when I came back from that spiritual experience, I tried to, my ego took a hold of it and did not understand what had happened. It did not understand it. It it did not get it. There was a lot more learning to do. And I still believe that there's more learning to do. And this morning, I had a definition came into my mind about what humility is, true humility. And the idea of true humility is that if you un- if you start to realize and truly understand that there's more to know and that there's more that you need to know, then you are truly humble. And I think that I have suffered from thinking I know it all, thinking I know what's right, you know, But the truth of the matter is that I don't know everything. And if you admit that I don't know everything, then 
that is that is a, a level of humility. Saying, okay, I don't know everything, but I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to know, and that's all you need. Anyway, so that's my my lecture for you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Anon. I saw a few other people that just came on the line. If they want to introduce themselves, if they feel like speaking, um, please feel free to join us. Yes, this is Rosalind from Seattle. Um, Hi, Rosalind. I would, I would thank you. I would like to add to the wonderful shares that have happened already, um, and they may sound contradictory because um, one comment has to deal with um, thinking you're a self, thinking I'm a self, and the other is knowing that I'm awareness and infinity and like Anand was saying, the universe. And so, in a way, I have to, just like everybody else, deal with the fact that I'm not fully awakened, so I sometimes I'm in the illusion of my separateness and my personality. And so, since I know you're all with me, um, you know, sometimes understanding we're part of the infinite and other times thinking we're a separate being. Um, I wanted to add my first comment to um, what helps me when I'm in the place um, that Lori was talking about where I'm thinking about what somebody else's behavior or somebody else's doing to me or um, a behavior that seems outside me. The most helpful thing that I have learned from A Course in Miracles is if it's all projection, then let's say I see bullying. To look inside and say, where am I a bully? Yes, I don't shout, I don't mouth off at people, or I don't do whatever it is I see out there in that form. But how do I do it in my thoughts? And so if I can find the form that I do this, like when when um, when Jenny was being blackballed by some person a couple of weeks ago, um, how did I ever gossip about somebody? You know, that's a version of the same thing. It's not the same. You know, I never went out and intentionally hurt somebody or blackballed them, but I have talked in my, to myself or to another person in a small. Um, degrading or um, offensive way. So you you see what I mean. Finding the form that I do whatever I'm accusing the other of, and the reason I'm sharing that is it has such um, an awesome effect of oneness. It brings me back to oneness because then I know we're not separate, that they don't do anything that I don't do in some form, and we're all human, and so I'm then brought back to that I project, I'm the creator of my thoughts, but I'm just like them. So I'm seeing my own aggression out there. So that's so helpful to me. And the other thing that I wanted to say that sounds completely opposite is that I listened to Regina Dawn Akers, who's a Course in Miracles teacher, from her, if anybody wants to listen, it's on her website, from the, from the Course in Miracles conference this last April. Um, I think it's under 
classics, more classics, but you'll find it if you just look for the Course in Miracles um, conference. And she, I'm not going to go over her whole thing, but it, what relates to me this morning and to this talk is that we've heard, many of us, the idea that about projection is that we we get confused by the movie that's going on and think that the characters are real and that we're in the movie. But she says we're like, I have heard this before but not this way, that we're the screen, but we're a live screen. And so our our purpose in looking at the world and when we see all this illusionary stuff is to remember we're the screen, not the characters. But we're in a live screen, so we can come back to the stillness that is the all, and that is who we are, not the characters. So you see how it sounds like I'm saying the opposite things? This is what you do in your personality. This is what I do. Um, But I like both because I have to deal with both. I, I go back and forth between knowing I'm not separate and thinking I'm a personality and what to do when I'm into the characters and into this illusionary world. So I liked having something to do with both of those aspects of living. So that's my share. Yes, please. Oh, I thought you were asking. Um, no, I said that that completes what I what I had to say at this moment. Oh, okay. Thank you. And and it, it made me think of a couple things um when you and Anand were talking about um words versus thoughts um and changes in forms and and I realized a couple weeks ago that our words are powerful but so are our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think they're basically the same, like you were saying, but just different forms. Mm-hmm. And then I also had something to share about what Lori had said about how she felt like she wasn't um, um, doing her spiritual practice enough. And, and I just wanted to um, caution her because I've had the same feelings where I, I set some specific times to study and I think you had mentioned that your time would be like seven to nine o'clock in the morning. Um and I was wondering if if does that mean that if you don't study between those times that you're not spiritual and you're not going to be able to transform and, and I just wanted to caution you uh, against setting rigid time frames for your studying because even if it's five minutes or ten minutes or five hours you're still transforming and you're still being spiritual. So I just wanted to caution you with with that. Yes, and thank and, you, Sean. And, and, everything that, and everything that you do is moving towards your goal of healing, I would say. I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, the The only thing that I get caught up with is sister calls and wants me to help her move and daughter shows up and, you know, all of that stuff. And that's what I was looking at is, you know, where where is space for me that nobody interrupts my day and I can have that spiritual awakening time because um, I it just, you know, you're right. Rosalind, I appreciate your share also because you're right. When 
we you can live a spiritual life all the time and what i notice is just old patterns step in and and um Rosalind, when you were saying about projection um that it doesn't have to be on the outside but it can be my inside thinking and the first thing that ha- that has me go to is really guilt guilty oh no i must be thinking bad things and because that's what's going on outside with my husband oh then that that's me thinking bad things um but then again if we're all one i can think of it in a different way and uh not say guilt but just say where in me and inquire and forgive myself and then with that forgiveness it can then be embraced and then let go of and I think that's what you were trying to say. Yes, Rosalind? Yes, and and that a big part of the Course in Miracles for me is telling us how much aggression we have. And, you know, based on the idea that we think we're separate and because we tried to replace God and that you're not a bad person, you're the same as all of us. We all have aggression and that's the unifying thing. It's not your husband that's aggressive and you're sweet we're all aggressive and we're all sweet and and um there isn't that separation and there's nothing to be guilty of when we can see our aggression and see it's just part of this um uh illusionary world that that we are these separate personalities we are actually so much more which goes to the projection screen that doesn't that doesn't have guilt that doesn't have aggressive thoughts that that is so much more than our personalities so it's you know it's it, it's jumping back and forth between the limited personality who who makes errors but is not a mistake and we can correct our errors and turn them into love once we are willing to see oh yeah that's okay i understand we all have these aggressive feelings and that's part of the insanity that work that we're healing so is it spirit's way of just giving me a great big magnifying glass so that i can heal that wound within me so that you too? can love on it and and not just so that i can love on it okay, so you can so just can accept it there it is again just like everybody else just like your husband it's in you no big deal you're just one you're, it's all love mm. you know it's mm. it's all you didn't do anything with that with that thought. It it just had effects on you. It just I if I can just bring this up because this is where I, I go to and this is what I cannot give up is you know, I was raised with a very angry father and very verbally abusive father and I used to sit in the back seat of the car and plug my ears and try to to um escape and and that's what it's doing to me right now is I just every time that happens I just plug my ears I just don't want to hear it I don't want to be around it I I ran away from that I don't you know of course just as a reminder we've been married 35 years I have never noticed this before I don't know if it's just come up because it's he's never bothered me until now we live together 24 7 because he's not working now and I'm not working and so anyway, but it just—it's that deep within me where I'm just like, no, don't do this. I don't. I can't stand this kind of world. And 
And so it might be the spirit oh, bringing a magnifying it's glass. It's your gift. It's your, it's your time to heal from your father and from yourself because you're not the hurt little girl anymore. You're this grown, magnificent woman who can take the hands off your ears and say, you know, he's being aggressive. I feel aggressive back toward him. We're one. And and can we love on this? And now get interested in your own process. You know, because as a little girl, you couldn't do that. You had no skills. You had no Course in Miracles. You had no mm-hmm. maturity. So, of course, that was the best you could do. Bravo. But now you can... You can look at it and not be afraid. Wow, that's very, very, what a gift. Thank you so much for sharing that, Rosalind. That was Well, thank you for letting me. Thank you. And I think, Sean, with that seven to nine, I think having a seven to nine is probably me performing the close my ears and shut everything out instead of trying to be with life throughout the day and do the five minute or ten minute that I can do. I have to hurry up and close my ears. So I'm gonna think about it that way. Well and also I don't think Sean Sean can correct me. I don't think um what was meant was that you shouldn't do seven to nine. It was meant that you shouldn't judge yourself if you don't do seven exactly. And that don't set yourself um, up for failure. (laughs) And and (laughs) and that that in your particular life Setting boundaries, but not judging. Setting boundaries and not being rigid. Good boundaries are permeable. So if something comes up, you can drop it without judgment. But carving out space for yourself is a very healthy thing, especially because you're such a big giver. And so it's 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 a good thing that you do that, but not to judge it and be flexible when it when life happens. Mm-hmm. You're moving or you're doing something that needs to happen. Can I say something in between? Yes, sure. Okay, yeah. What I what I was thinking was, this is what came to me was that like, while we're in the personality, we are in the world of duality. We can't help it because we are in the personality. So automatically, the idea of me and somebody else occurs. So the oneness doesn't actually. It, it's very difficult to say that everything is one when you don't feel. When you when you're when you've adopted this personality, this vulnerable idea of who you are, and if you have this vulnerable idea of who you are, then that is the ego personality. That's the egoic mind, which is okay. First of all, we don't need to like beat ourselves up because we have an ego. No, we do have an ego, but the answer is in relinquishing the ego, not fighting the ego. Do not fight yourself. So you don't have to fight anybody. The the key, I think, is when you're feeling like you need, I really feel that I really feel you on the idea of getting some space, because I think that when you have those thoughts, that you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm having these thoughts, I'm having these thoughts, and how am I influencing everybody else? You know, I think it's a really good idea to take yourself out of the situation and do the practical tools. Work on the forgiveness letters. Work on some of the tools. You don't have to necessarily do meditation, but take out a pen and paper and write out a forgiveness letter because it will automatically change everything. 
because in a heartbeat, like it, it's really what's going on in our mind and in our hearts that changes everything that's going on around us. And the intention is all you need. The willingness is all you need. So it's just really, it's really a matter of just making some decisions that, okay, if I'm in this space where I feel like I'm creating all these thoughts that are damaging, you know, to me or or others, somebody somewhere is getting the influence of that energy because it's just, it's just energy, really. At the end of the day, it's just energy. Um, but it's, we want a loving energy. We want a, an energy which we can share, which we can we can we can all share together and have fun with it, you know, that's what we really want. Um or or we wanna have times where we're just like meditating by ourselves or something or we have all these different ideas of what we want and I also think it's a good idea to be clear about what it is that you want. Because I don't think we're honest with ourselves about what we want. Like we have ideas that, oh you know, I I want this and but I also want that and I also want this but like we sometimes we say to ourselves, well, I don't want this thing. I don't want that thing. But if we focus on what we want rather than what we don't want, then that will give us more energy to focus on, is focusing on what we want. Don't focus on what you don't want. Because if you focus on what you don't want, you're creating a, negative, a, a double negative, which doesn't actually make any sense to existence. Because I think of existence as like a yes machine. You know, it's like a yes machine. It's like it's ready to say yes because that's just the way that the universe works. It's 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 saying yes to us all the time, and we're saying no. We're saying I don't want this. We're saying I want out of this. But you decided to take this birth. You decided to be born because there's a heck of a lot more going on than meets the eye, and there's just. That's the reason why there's transcendence and miracles and this and that. And I just want you to know that attack thoughts won't eventually hurt you. Attack thoughts won't hurt you. And I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty or anything. I just want you to know that that um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and doing the work really helps. So I'm sort of like more of a drill sergeant. Unfortunately, I, I, I need to work. <laughs> you want to work on compassion a little bit more. But... Um, uh, I mean, maybe I'll get there. So pray, I need prayers on that, that I start becoming more compassionate. But I don't want to stop being direct because being direct is really it's really a good thing for people to hear true energy, true energetic direct, true energetic directness. That people, when, you, when, when people hear true energetic directness, you get their attention, and not only that, you feel the energy. And that energy is a good energy because it's coming straight from the heart. Thank you, Anand. I hear. Yep, I we hear the are, true energy. We are coming to the end of our call. We have a minute or two left, and it's been such a wonderful experience sharing with you this morning. And I wish we had more time. Um, before I pray us out, does anybody have anything else that they really need to share? or prayers that they want to ask for this week. We have to wrap it up quick because the Masterful Living 2 call will be coming up next. Um, I, oh, is the, is the Masterful Living call next? The the year two. But, well, okay, okay. Um, um, I so we have to wrap it up. But I, I just want to know if we have any prayer requests, and then I'll pray us out. <laughs> 
I do. I have a prayer request. I I am praying that my commitment will be fulfilled. I'm making a 21-day starting yesterday commitment to not complaining. And I want you guys to pray for me that I succeed in this 21-day endeavor. We will pray for you and we will pray for all of us because I'm sure we all can use that. Thank you, Anand. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. And with that, I will put us back into lecture mode and pray us out. Thank you, everybody. I so appreciate all your shares. And it was quite beautiful. And I learned so much from everybody. So let's take a breath of love and gratitude and seek into our heart and open our minds to the power of love and call for our call forth our healing. Let's continue to develop our faith and trust so we can see things correctly and relinquish our attachments and surrender all criticism, complaints, resentments, and all habits of separation and focus on God because there's nothing but God. Let's tear down the blocks to love and anything that impedes the flow of good in our lives. We are letting it go today, right now. We are healing together this very moment. Let's give thanks to each other and to Jennifer and to all the other teachers of God and all who bless us. We bless everyone. With grace and gratitude and love, we joyfully let it be. And so it is. And it's Amen. time to celebrate. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sean. Thank, Thank you, you, everybody. Everyone. What a great Thank call. You. Have a great week. Have a great week and remember your holiness. Me too. Absolutely. Love you all. Amen. Bye. Love you. Bye.